This is Ash of Voices. I'm J.D. Gray. We're bringing you a short bonus episode this week. Last week, Greg Robinson joined us for a conversation about gender-inclusive language and pronouns. This week, Greg returns to the podcast for a conversation on voice and identity. Relevant to this conversation, Greg is non-binary and uses they-them pronouns. Greg is the chair of Legasp. Ash's LGBTQ plus caucus and the faculty member at the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. That's where Greg runs TLC Gender Affirming Communication Group, a clinic offering gender affirming voice services. What Greg shares about the group reveals a deep connection between the voice and gender identity. And Greg shares how the clients are influencing the careers of the CSD students working at the clinic. When Greg began offering gender-affirming voice services, it was just to a small number of clients, but after noticing the life-changing effects of the services, they decided to expand the services to more people. What we did was we developed a group, and I put out like notifications saying, we're doing this group, and we're going to do this. But then I also had on the planning board a, a social work associate professor at the university where I was working because I didn't want this to just be like speech. I I was like the emotional world of everybody is super salient, is super uh, important here. And it can affect the voice. Like that's silly to think it can't. So I worked with her to provide a placement for a graduate student, social work student who would run like the support group for our group. And so we had like a support group and we had individual therapy and it's evolved through the years and we're doing like teletherapy of this. Since then though, what we have done is we have also involved the people from the trans community to be kind of like mentors for our clients. So they actually sit and supervise to make sure that there's nothing going on that's like not affirming, that there aren't any special problems that the graduate students can't address. And they also help educate the graduate students. They also help to just be a resource for the clients as well in case they need to talk about anything. And yeah, so it's been a really cool thing. Right now we have one part, which is a support group period, one part that is individual therapy, and then one period of time that is group voice therapy. It seems to be working really well, but we are constantly growing and changing uh, with the time. So I really enjoy it. I think it's so interesting. And one thing that you mentioned was how life-changing you saw the therapy in the lives of your clients. And I think a lot of people, when they think of a gender affirming process. Maybe they're thinking of hormonal treatments or surgery. And I guess what I'm thinking about is like, what part of identity do you think the voice holds? I think that's a great question. And it's something that is, um, I don't think it's very well researched, to be honest. But I've had clients actually say that this therapy, that it was actually more important to them than really many of the other kinds of transition health services that they had received otherwise. And the way they explained it was that when you're a trans woman and you take estrogen and you take hormone blockers to block the testosterone, you have a lot of 
physical changes to your body, but the voice is not one of those things that tends to change very much. And that's really disconcerting because what you have is a case where really outwardly, this person is presenting as female or as a woman. And as soon as they open up their mouth, it can create gender dysphoria for themselves. So as they hear their own voice, they're like, you know, this is very, very disconcerting. And it creates a whole sequelae of psychological kinds of things that can happen from that. But it can also put that person up for harm and violence and assault as well. So one of my thesis students actually did a survey just within the state of Arkansas. And we had, we had asked like trans women, trans men, and non-binary people what they felt like the important reasons were for voice therapy. And what was really interesting was the trans women were different from the other two groups in that their reasons were things like, I don't want to be killed. I don't want to be attacked. I don't want to be assaulted. And it's very serious. I mean, that's huge. And I mean, the other stuff was there too. So it's like, you know, I also want to feel confident when I'm speaking. I want to feel like my my voice reflects who I am as a person. And that's all important as well. But I think a lot of people that aren't familiar with this aspect of our field really downplay it sometimes as like, oh, it's just cosmetic, it's sort of superficial. And when you really get involved with it, you really see how much of a difference it is making to help this person find the voice that really clicks with who they are. And many of them feel like they never would have been, that this was never going to change. And so the the realization that they can go to a place where they can order at the drive-through and be correctly gendered, it's like, that's a super impactful thing for them. And, and uh, it, it really is, it's life-changing. I wanted to know more about the voice services being offered by the group. And when I asked Greg, they shared aspects of gender-affirming voice services that the group focuses on. A lot of people, when they don't know much about this field, they often think, oh, well, you're just raising the pitch of the voice. And I'd say raising the pitch. We do have transmasculine clients as well that are looking to communicate in a way that is more masculine. But those just don't happen quite as frequently because of the effects that testosterone has on thickening the vocal folds. And there is a change that happens in that respect. But so the vast majority of the people that we see are trans women. They often think, well, it's just about raising or lowering the pitch, but there's so much more to it than just that. And we all know, I think we know um, lots of people out there that might speak with a low pitched voice, but are still perceived as feminine, uh, or speak with a high pitched voice and still perceived as masculine. And so you kind of like, okay, so that's just one little piece of this puzzle. And there's other things. So there's like resonance. So you can make the make it different where the voice is vibrating with the greatest intensity. Is it going to be more in the mask of the face? Is it going to be more in the throat or in the oral cavity? Can you move it as far back and have it more like chest resonance, that kind of a thing? There's also kind of like having a, a more of a breathy or soft 
tone to your voice versus kind of like a heavy consonants and that are very articulated. There's intonation. So some people like to express themselves with a wide variety of pitches. Some people like to speak in a much more monotone kind of a thing. Some people will work on words and phrases that can denote different aspects of themselves. Some people work on nonverbals, so like how you use gestures, how you walk. And so all of these are communication aspects that really we can work on. But I like to say that like one of the biggest things that I like to say in, in this kind of therapy is that the speech language pathologist is merely helping to navigate this. The client is driving this entire ship. It's really important, I think, for speech language pathologists not to come to the table and say, okay, so if you want to sound like X, you need to do this, 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 and this. And instead, it's much more of a soft conversation where you say, okay, so let's talk intonation. And, you know, maybe let's find people in the world that you like the sound of their voice. Let's talk about what it is that we like about those people's voice, how they, they communicate, and really talking about like how they use their voice to express meaning is much better, I think, than really kind of coming at it from this bizarre sort of angle that many try to go through where they say, oh, well, this is what you need to sound like a girl or something like that. It's like, it's so prescriptive and it's, and it's very much very a binary kind of thinking. Like, I mean, I, I have to say that like, uh, even before I realized I was non-binary, I used wide swings of intonation. I would use lots of prolongation of vowels, which is something that is often seen as a feminine feature. I will use words like, oh my gosh, that's a adorable or right or um, those kinds of things that are often viewed as feminine. And I think, well, I just was speaking. That's the way I like to speak. And that's okay. I mean, and I think that it's just important that this kind of therapy is less like, these are your goals and more like, hey, here's what a lot of people work on. You, what do you want to do? And what do you think? And let's try this out. I saw an interview on the website for the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences, and you say, quote, one of the most amazing things is how many of our trans clients want to help train the future of our profession, end quote. I'm wondering what some of the lessons are that they want CSD professionals to know. Oh, yeah, I love that question. So, yeah, it's really interesting because when I talk to our clients, they actually talk about one of the most meaningful aspects of going through our program is getting to help train our students. They see the students as the future and they see that, you know, they recognize these students are not just stopping here. You know, they're just beginning. They're going to be going out into the world. And really, if we want to change the future and we want to make things a little bit more affirming and accepting, then we have to be focusing on the professionals that we are training now. And that is definitely something that our clients have taken to heart. Another thing that they were very insistent on from the beginning and throughout is that they want the students to be active participants in the group 
as much as the clients. So in the support group, if we talk about things like difficult transitions, that might be something for the clients that is very much related to gender. It might not be. There are other transitions that the client might be going through, but the students are going through transitions too. And I think that one of the coolest things about the group is that the students actually come out feeling supported in a way that they never had before. And they're supported by the faculty as well as the clients themselves, because it's, I don't know, it's it's that very much that service learning kind of a paradigm where we bring the students out into the community to make a difference, but in turn, the community ends up making a difference in the students. Greg, thank you so much. Thank you. Find my previous conversation with Greg about gender-inclusive language in the podcast archive or on the ASHA Leader website. That's at leader.pubs.asha.org. Also on the ASHA website, you can find resources for working with transgender and gender-diverse clients, including new ASHA resources. It's called Supporting and Working with Transgender and Gender-Diverse Individuals. I also want to highlight a recent webinar. It's called Building a Culturally Inclusive and Gender-Affirming Space. That's available in the ASHA store, and we'll put a link to it on the blog post for this episode at leader.pubs.asha.org. ASHA Voices is produced by the American Speech Language Hearing Association and comes from the team behind the ASHA Leader magazine. I want to thank the Hannon Center for their continued support of content related to speech language pathology on ASHA Voices. Break down barriers and reach more families with the Hannon Center's high-quality telepractice programs. Learn more about becoming Hannon certified and leading online Hannon programs at hannon.org telepractice. Production assistance for ASHA Voices comes from Pamela Lawrence. I'm J.D. Gray, and this is ASHA Voices. Voices.